Oh, actually, no, hold on. But one last thing. It's like there's just this energy that's around them. Good evening, everyone. We are back and out from under the sea because this weekend, Nora and I went on a little movie date, seeing the very lovely Miss Halle Bailey as the lead role in The Little Mermaid. It was so much fun. Honestly, it reminded me of just being a kid, man, and going to see these movies in theaters. It's been so long since I've been to the theaters. And every time I've been to the theaters, it's like with you, Sam, like we watch Marvels with a group of people. Yeah, Nor really scored with getting us the ultra AVX seats, so you felt everything that was happening, but not as much as if we were to see the real DX or 4D version. Is that the one where the water sprays on them and like the seat shakes? Isn't that D-Box? Oh, it's called D-Box now. Okay, I was thinking about there used to be this ride at Canada's Wonderland And it was a Spongebob movie, but it was 4D. And you were moving, things were getting sprayed at you, air was blowing in your face. So I always refer to it as 4D or real D because of the ride. Could you imagine if we saw the D-Box version? It was in the same theater that we were in. So when I was booking us tickets, I saw that there was a D-Box. And then I was thinking in my head, I'm like, hmm, might be a good idea to do D-Box for this. I'm not trying to get sprayed. Sometimes you just want to sit there and watch and not actually feel everything. Because I personally sometimes get a little a headache or overstimulated by 3D. But this one was pleasantly surprising. To be honest, I don't think I've seen a Disney remake with so much controversy around it before this. Now, typically we save our reviews towards the end, but this time I want to start off with it. Out of 10, I would say a nine, nine and a half. And this is coming from someone who was obsessed with The Little Mermaid as a child. I still vividly remember the storyline details, even though I haven't seen it in how many years. I loved it. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. And I will get into a little bit later why it wasn't a 10 out of 10 or beyond for me. But Nor, what would you rate it out of 10? I don't know if I would give it a nine and a half, but I will give it like it's pretty high up there. I would give it about an eight out of 10. I think it was really nice. It was very cute. Um, The animation was great to a certain extent, which I will get into. The acting by Halle Bailey was incredible. Very, very princess-like. I loved it so much. Uh, Prince Eric by Jonah. It was really, really good. Um, I just think that there were certain things that I wasn't a huge fan of, but all in all, I think I would also give it an 8 out of 10. Keep in mind, I've seen the movie twice thus far. First time was with my cousin and second time was with Noor. And after watching it the second time, I started to pick up on a lot of details that I actually didn't notice the first time watching it. I want to start off by addressing some of the major differences between the original to the live action, and this is partly why I didn't give it a 10 out of 10, but honestly, a majority of the key components to the storyline and even the script is parallel to the original. Here are some things that you will notice. In the beginning of the original film, there is a song introducing the seven sisters. Unfortunately, that does not come to the big screen. And I was disappointed to see this because they casted such lovely actresses to play her other sisters, one of them being Miss Kate Sharma, Miss Simone Ashley from Bridgerton. And I was really looking forward to seeing her, but she got barely any screen time. 
She got like seven seconds of screen time. Exactly. So I was hoping to see a little bit more from them. Another point, the ocean overall didn't look as empty as some critics said it did. There were a lot of color and details, but the underwater kingdom wasn't as royal. It wasn't a palace the same way it looked in the original. It's just massive rock structures. They completely cut off Les Poissons by the French chef Rick and that whole scene with him and Sebastian. Not there. There's no chef, no song. And lastly, the biggest detail that they missed that I was really looking forward to seeing was the whole scene after towards the end where she gets her legs and she emerges from the water in this beautiful sparkly dress that every fan wanted to have at the time. I mean, I still do. They didn't have that at all. Instead, they just put her in that same pale blue dress that she was already wearing for the past three days. I didn't understand why they cut that out because I feel every Disney princess has the dress and that was her the dress. I felt they could have easily designed one amongst the costume team or I don't know if they would be allowed to do this, but a couple of years ago, Disney did a collaboration with a bridal boutique. I believe it's Allure Bridals. With this collaboration, there were different wedding dresses inspired by each of the Disney princesses. And one of the ones that they did for Ariel was very reminiscent of that scene. It was fitted, sparkly, a look that Hallie would have easily rocked. I mean, already in her premiere looks, these dresses that she's wearing, if that had been in the film, oh my gosh. I'm thinking specifically of this pale, shiny blue dress that she wore that has some beading to it. That coming out of the water would have been stunning. All in all, I don't understand why they took that scene out, and I know a lot of other fans missed it too. Agreed. Very, very great points. I'll touch base on what you were mentioning about how the palace or the kingdom underwater was just giving very much coral and a bunch of seaweed. Very, very accurate. Um, I felt like, especially during the meeting, it was in the animated Little Mermaid version of it, you kind of felt like there was a lot of people. I think when we were watching it, it was that family. You didn't really see any hustle or bustle or like a busy sea life kind of thing underneath the way that they did in the animated. They didn't have the orchestra, different type of plot, but I think it really did speak to having the Seven Sisters songs on there. Another thing I didn't like, oh my God, it's a, probably one of the controversial ones, is the fact that Sebastian and Flounder looked like real crab in real fish. And this was giving very much realism. And I think to a certain extent, I like to gravitate when it comes to live actions towards the animated version. Sometimes when you watch a live action, you can definitely differentiate that this is like a cartoonish type of fish or whatever, a, type, a cartoonish type of character. The seagull was fine, but again, it's it's the realism, right? One thing I will say, I don't know if anyone has touched base on this yet, but when she came out of the water and she was in like, you know, the 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 town, her hair had blonde locks. Did you notice that? Again, obviously the hair controversy is so huge. And I think what I really loved about this is that she made it her own. She made it her. One of the most touching things that I really enjoyed about this theater experience was being able to see all these little black kids come in all these little girls being able to relate to it i don't know if you've been seeing the internet or anything but i just thought it was so cute 
how there is that kind of representation and people don't understand that even the smallest thing as something animated can really make such an impact. That means I can be a queen. No, I hear what you're saying. I love what she's doing for so many little kids around the world. And with regards to the comment you made about her hair, I was a little confused as well because mostly under the water, it looked copper, which is fine. It was a reddish coppery type of tone. But I see what you mean on land. I don't know if anyone else noticed this too, but sometimes it looked a bit brunette or blonde-ish depending on the lighting. I don't know if that's the lighting or if it has anything to do with behind the scenes stuff. Looking back at it more, I'm starting to notice there were more differences than I anticipated. But honestly, some of these differences made the film better overall. For example, Prince Eric in the live action actually has a personality and a song. Facts. You know what? Okay, here's my honest opinion on the song. In the beginning, I was giving it very much side eye because it's very unexpected, right? You don't expect the prince to be singing. It's always the princess singing. It's always her and you watch it almost again, but on TikTok and all these edits starts to come out. That's when you start to like appreciate it. So like how you were saying, Sam, in the beginning, you watched it with your cousin and then you can, you watched it with me. Love you. And you picked up on little pieces and like you kind of found pieces that you appreciated more. Every time he's talking about over me, that specific part in the song, in the comments with everyone else, I'm like, I'm swooning too. He's the white boy of the month. Damn, it looks like Corey was May and June is Jonah. Can we actually talk about the connection that Jonah and Hallie had? Their chemistry was spot on everything from the way they looked at each other to the way he was holding her when she got her mermaid tail back or how they actually wrote in more scenes to build an emotional connection between the two of them. As you mentioned earlier, when they went into that town together and she put a hat on him, he bought the hat because she picked it out, and then they were dancing with the townspeople, or how they both have a passion for exploring and collecting things. When she was with him in that room where he kept trinkets from all his journeys, even non-verbal she was able to show him and teach him things and expand his horizon while he was teaching her about different names of islands and places he's explored it was so sweet and so romantic it shows more of like an emotional connection before it gets anywhere into the physical which i think is really important especially if kids are watching one thing i did like is how in the animated you can definitely see like this whole magical concept I really enjoyed Ursula in the live action. Phenomenal CGI when she becomes like this ginormous giant in the water. I love the way someone actually pointed this out. So this isn't my thought. They said in the animated, Eric, kind of, when he was in the water, I think he kind of, I don't know if he was in the water entirely. My biggest mistake is that I didn't watch the animated before I watched the live action. It's been so long. So Apparently he, when Ariel was in the water and she was, I guess, trying to like save her dad or do something, but I think it was some sort of dialogue in the water that was very different and kind of showed more of a compassion, loving side towards Eric. Like it just shows his personality. 
Yeah, interestingly enough, I didn't even mind that they changed the final face-off with Ursula because in the original one, Eric is the one who saves Ariel, but in this version, Ariel remembers Eric steering the ship when the boat was on fire, and she used that knowledge to her advantage to steer the ship into Ursula. That's actually a really, really good point. Um, I want to ask you, because I don't remember this. Mind you guys, I've watched probably The Little Mermaid maybe once or twice in my lifetime. She wasn't my favorite favorite. My favorite is probably Belle from Beauty and the Beast, so I can recite that for you. My question for you, Sam, is was Prince Eric adopted in the animated? No, in the original, there is no sight of his parents. Grimsby is the same, but instead of the prime minister in the original, Grimsby was more of a king's man, king's advisor, but there was no mention of Eric's parents or if Eric was adopted. I kind of felt like the first bit was a little slow for me. You know, let's get to the part where she meets Ursula and her tail then changes. Because I think at that point, we were 50 minutes in. It's time to, you know, accelerate the plot. But then I think when it got to the part of her and Eric being together, to me, it kind of felt so short because it was so quick. And they did spend a, like quite a bit of time together. But I think there were certain aspects when I exit out of it. I might have to watch it again, but it just kind of felt short for me. I loved, loved, I don't know her actress. I think her name is Alexandra, who acted as the human version of Ursula. Really well done. However, there is a controversy going around. Of course it is. And we're obviously always here to address at least for me. People are saying, oh, it should have been her that is Ariel and her voice sounds so much better. And we hate to break it to you, but that voice was Hallie. Hallie did such, I sat there and I was like, holy shit. She is so good very princess-like and there were moments where i was watching and she was on the rock and in comparison to the original the original singer she sang it in a different not in a different tone but it wasn't as high the same way that hallie was at the end of when the water splashes her back i thought that was really cool i'm not comparing them because again they're two very separate things two very separate people two very separate voices but it's so crazy to me that people are just trying to find anything to say she wasn't the best Little Mermaid. And I think they did such a phenomenal casting on her. It's one of these movies where you really just have to trust the process and really just watch it. Even her outfit was different, right? So she wasn't wearing shells. She was wearing something a little bit more conservative, which is also fine. And I was watching an interview and Sam... She was saying how her being able to act in this role as an essence of her is there, her locks. That is also very important. And then she also had these five young girls, tiny girls, all of different ethnicities, were asking her these questions. And they had this love in their eyes to see someone who is of color. And I'm just very passionate about this because I'm also a person of color, right? Like I am not black, but part of like a minority as well. And so I really appreciate how there is inclusivity. I hear you. 
There's multiple things that you just brought up that I would like to address. The first one being the actress who plays Vanessa. Yes, I agree. She was perfect for Vanessa, but I would not say that she should have been Ariel. She had this hauntingly beautiful presence that really fit the part of Vanessa. And yeah, her voice is Halle Bailey. So for those who didn't know, well, now you know. And honestly, I am so tired of seeing all the comparisons and competition between Jodie Benson and Halle Bailey. Why can't they both just exist and be amazing princesses? Why are we pitting one against the other? Because nobody did this for Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty or Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Everyone just had their own moment. Both of their sounds were fantastic. And honestly... Trying to compare them doesn't make a lot of sense either because different singers have different sounds and you're also comparing sound technology from 1989 to 2023. So yeah, it'll sound a little bit different, but both are still great, respectively. My overall critiques for this film really didn't have anything to do with Hallie or how Ariel looked or how she was portrayed or the chemistry between Eric and Ariel, it had to do with everything outside of that. The fact that there were certain scenes and characters that I was looking forward to seeing again, but they were cut out. The fact that they put Ariel in the same dress for three days and didn't give her that sparkly, shiny one when she comes out of the water. But we stand by Hallie as Little Mermaid. We both loved her. And honestly, I would encourage people to watch some of these interviews that Nor was mentioning where these little girls who are just so excited to talk to Hallie and meet her and accept and see her as Little Mermaid. Look at that. Maybe that'll lighten the overall tone and just give people a different perspective. Mm hmm. That's that's a very, very great point. Uh, how do you feel about the song Scuttlebutt? Honestly, I did not enjoy it at all, but I will say it was fun hearing the kids' reactions to it. It's a silly song, right? So I get for some people it comes across a little bit cringy and awkward, but the kids were having so much fun with it. I agree. I'm on the same boat as you. I thought it was like completely unexpected. I thought it was kind of just like out of nowhere. A part of me thinks it's also cute. The kids were laughing um, during these like such like they're, they're not even funny jokes, but they're kids jokes. You know what I mean? So, like when Eric was blowing on the horn and it was just like, you know, he's not blowing on it. Right. And they were just laughing so hard. I just thought that was so cute. So I think it's like it's a nice repetitive song. I wouldn't be surprised if you hear a kid going around and singing the Scuttlebutt song, a song that I did enjoy animation and song wise with Sebastian I was very very surprised by the visual the visual fish circus that was happening around Ariel I thought that was very smart very well done very very close to the animated which is always very much appreciated amongst viewers I, I like I enjoyed it I enjoyed the songs I now that I think about it you know I enjoyed Eric's song I enjoyed Ariel's I enjoyed almost all all of them, and I would probably give Scuttlebutt the very last. I will say, though, at points, some of Ursula's songs, like specifically when she was taking Ariel's voice, yes, it was climactic. However, it was a little too long for my taste. Like, it just kept going. Just take her voice and call it a day. <laughs> no way! Okay, this is where we're going to disagree for sure, because I was hoping that it would be longer. In the original, there were a few more lyrics added in, as well as some animated examples 
of what she was saying, some of the deals that people were making. And I was seeing if that would have been there too and hoping that she would have had a moment for a little bit longer. Even though you thought it was long, they actually cut down quite a bit from the original. Interesting. Yeah, because I remember I'm just like, man, she's great. Surprised that she can sing like the actress herself. Very excellent. Too long. Okay, here's the thing. I think I'm only judging this because I'm not really a musical person. I didn't fully finish watching La La Land. And a part of me kind of regrets it because like now everyone's talking about La La Land and how it's like such a beautiful Oscar worthy movie. I just can't do musicals. And so every time it comes on the screen, I'm just sitting there out of my own will listening to the song go on and on and on and on. No, I get it. Not everybody's a musical fan. And I will comment, Melissa McCarthy absolutely nailed Ursula. And what I loved about it is how she made it her own. The original Ursula was very spooky, but Melissa McCarthy's Ursula had a good mixture of comedic relief and spooky. Before I forget, I wanted to talk about something that I'm reminded of from one of the courses that I took in uni. It was a social studies-based type of course. And when we were looking at media art... One of the topics that came up was how The Little Mermaid was toxic because it was promoting girls giving away their voices for love, how she had to sacrifice something so important to be in love with Eric. But I never understood it or saw it that way. I used to see it as she gave up her voice because no matter how hard she tried, her father would never listen to her and respected what she wanted. And I believe the live action picked up on this too, because at the end of the film, Javier, who also played a really amazing Triton, by the way, when he came up to Ariel, he specifically said to her, you shouldn't have had to give up your voice just to be heard. And I love that they added that in because it's a strong message to send. And I always believe that the conflict stemmed between father and daughter not daughter and Eric. I'm also on the same boat as you. I didn't understand it to be like in a toxic kind of way. I genuinely believe that she gave up her voice because, you know, the saying curiosity kills the cat. She was very curious. She was very passionate about wanting to be in a human. She wanted to see that world above the sea. She wanted to explore. She has all these things. So it's not something new where she meets Eric and suddenly she wants to become a human. Been happening for so long. And yes, Eric might have, you know, triggered that to make her passion become even stronger and her trying to find her individuality. Yes, exactly. I do want to say I highly doubt Miss Hallie will ever listen to this, but if by any chance she is, I just wanted to tell her thank you. Thank you for bringing the Disney magic onto the big screen because watching you made me feel as though I was back four years old at my Nona's house watching Little Mermaid on repeat for the eighth time in a day, singing all the songs and dancing, and I'm sure she's doing the same thing for so many young kids out there today. It's an inexplainable emotion But it's so much positivity, so much love, so thank you so much. And I will also like to thank Jodi Benson because she was the one who started that for me in the first place, began all these wonderful, happy memories. I was so happy to see the cameo that she did in the live action as well. I'm not sure if you caught that with the Dinglehopper. So again, thank you. That was very cute. It was a full circle for sure. Um, I agree. I'm on the same boat as you. I think it's really hard because all the previous live actions have just been 
not the greatest. And when I say not the greatest, I don't mean that it's, you know, minus five or like a five out of 10. Some of them were pretty good movies. I just don't think some of the movies were enough to get people to go to theater. It was a lot of, okay, you know, I'll just wait until it comes on the channel one day before Disney Plus, or I'm just going to wait until like I can stream it online. But Hallie and like the entire team of Little Mermaid, and I think it's also, you know, the haters too, all the controversial people who made it into be one of like the number one movies the last couple of days that it's been out. You know, I've watched Mulan. It was just not the best. Mulan is one of the great examples of what happens when you take away too much from the animation to create it into a live action, because at that point, it just becomes any regular movie that just stole the name Mulan. Cinderella was good, but Little Mermaid for me is probably top one. Ooh, but one last thing. Speaking of live actions, have you heard of some of the other animated Disney films that are supposed to be recreated to live action? This includes Moana, Snow White, Lilo and Stitch, and potentially Hercules, but so far that's just been rumored. I don't know how true that is. There is also How to Get Away, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, I didn't hear about that one. Oh, okay. So that's in the talks. I don't know how they're going to do Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch is just like, it's like to me, it's very similar to Mulan, and that's what scares me. Moana, I'm not too worried about because I know Dwayne Johnson is in it. But Lilo and Stitch, just, man, sometimes some movies can stay animated. It does not need a live action. So then is there any Disney film that you would like to see as a live action? It's hard, right? They did Beauty and the Beast and it was great. But again, like it just doesn't hit the same. I think the beauty of the animation is that there's still that magic, right? And there's that association of like, childhood and innocence and it brings you back to a time where you were sitting and watching them if i had to pick one of my favorite disney movies it would probably be spirit we had a bunk bed and i would just watch it every friday and brian adams and the whole soundtrack was so incredible for a bunch of kids it is my favorite and it probably explains why i love horses so much what about you without hesitation tangled The lantern scene, if they accurately do that, would look so beautiful and dreamy. I understand the concern of the magic not translating as well as a live action from the animation, but there wouldn't be a lot of aspects to CGI or animate. I mean, yeah, you have a horse, but the horse doesn't speak as a human, and neither does her little lizard. They're reactive, but they don't speak the same way as the Little Mermaid. Yes. Yeah, I agree. That's actually a good point. Tangled is a really good one. Well, I think we've talked to your ears enough today. Let us know what you think about The Little Mermaid, if you watched it, if you're anticipating watching it on Disney Plus over on our Instagram. But one last pod and we'll see you guys next week.